Welcome to C-Suite Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for another edition of the Brett Allen Show. It's go time, you and me. Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you, you feel good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said, throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. Special edition of the Brett Allen Show. And I am excited about this conversation. We are chatting with the one and only Adam Savage. And you could see he is in his maker shop as we speak. This couldn't be any cooler. Um, <laughs> and we're talking about Silicon uh, yep. coming up here August 27th and 28th in San Jose, the Bay Area. Yep. Um, I went to the event a couple years ago after it had come back. Um, and this looks equally exciting, but thank you for your time today and coming here to talk about this. My absolute pleasure. Uh, yeah, we're in the sluice. It's the last month before the con, so I, I'm getting more and more excited every day. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, this is equally fun, too, because about six months ago in November before Thanksgiving, we had your former co-host, Carrie Byron, on the show and we talked a lot about you and she's like, just put it in the universe and you'll never know what happens. And here we are. So um, this event is a long time coming. Uh, people are excited about it. And another announcement was just made in the fact that there's going to be an expanded uh, hands-on maker opportunity for folks, um, which when I was there, it was huge, but this is even bigger. So how much bigger can it get? Cause that's, it's insane. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, every con sort of ends up with its niche, right? I mean, I think we all understand that San Diego Comic-Con is the 800-pound gorilla, the industry con. Yeah. Uh, and by the same token, I think everybody understands Dragon Con is the cosplayer's con. It is, it's where you, it's where you go if you want to show off the, the, the costume of your life, right? And we want Silicon to be the maker's con. So, uh, last year, we had a makerspace out on the floor in our first return to the con after COVID, and it was a, 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 a wonderful success, and we've expanded that. I think it's like 20% of the floor wow. here, um, and it'll it's composed of work tables with lamps and tools and stuff to work with. There's boxes you can buy. There's boxes of stuff you can just grab and start putting stuff together, and there'll be workshops and contests all weekend long. Uh, it's, it's both personally oriented, family oriented, uh, and really it's just about letting everybody have a space where they can get their freak flag on to make whatever they, they feel like making. Uh, I define making in the broadest way I've been able to imagine, which is anytime you use your point of view to reach out into the world and make something that didn't exist. And yeah. that may be a podcast or a kitchen table or a tank. It doesn't matter. Uh, when you do that, you're contributing to to culture. You're contributing to your community. You are part of a grand conversation, and we just want to foment that conversation. 
Yeah, I love that. I think that's very fascinating in the sense of Euro. I, I like your perspective on the niche thing because I just finished up uh, the Denver Fan Expo here. This one was celebrity driven, you know, people standing in line to get a picture with the hobbits <laughs> and everything else, uh, paying ungodly amounts of money, in my opinion. Um, but hey, if you're a fan and you're dedicated, that's why you come. And then they had a huge Lego space, which was amazing. Uh, and we were able to build Lego. So I think this is cool that you've taken this idea that you've been doing for years and now it's available to everybody and to be able to create in a space that's safe too, which I think is very cool. Uh, so people don't feel, I don't know, separated or whatever, if that makes any sense, which is great that you're creating a safe space for it. Well, and when you talk about safety, I really appreciate that. You know, uh, uh, a few years ago at San Diego, the campaign uh, Cosplay is Not Consent yes. came up. And it really was about educating people in how to take care of each other out on the floor and what the what the ethos is. For instance, you always ask someone's permission before taking their picture. Yeah. And you do that because that's the right thing to do. But also, it's actually because your picture is going to be better because they're going to go into their superhero pose that they've been practicing for you. Their Iron Man uh, pose. Yeah. <laughs> and in that regard, you know, uh, the other thing that I think infuses everything I do, and it's part of Silicon, is a, a, a complete anti gatekeeping stance. Yeah. You know, there is no threshold to entry for your enthusiasm or for your fandom or for your dedication. We just want you to be part of it. Yeah. Well, the one here, too, actually, they had signs everywhere saying cosplay is not consent. And I think that's, it's uh, great that we can put that message out there. Again, I went to the con last year. It was a lot of fun. It just it's so, I mean, I find these things so fascinating uh, because it's just like nothing that you can explain. I took my eight-year-old to, to the one here and he was just enamored by everything that was happening. And it's fun to see people dress up. Um, I'm very curious because you are a very creative person. And at least from my perspective, and I think the fans, you you execute things well. Um do you ever find yourself when you're not in a creative space or you maybe don't feel like creating, you know, how do you sort of wiggle out of that and go, okay, you know, I can do this. And this is something that I kind of need to work myself out of. Yeah. Well, the first thing is I try and go easy on myself because like everybody else, my my creative drive, my desire to work, it oscillates. It goes up and down. And, you know, that's just part of living. And often when I finish a big project, I have a big dip. You know, I guarantee you that at the, at the beginning of September, once we have wrapped Silicon, I'm going to fall into a bit of a dip. I'm going to have a, 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 a excised all of this energy to make silicon happen at the same time as we're doing all the tested stuff and it's going to feel a little bit you know i'm gonna feel a little bit drained of of new ideas yeah and you know that often lasts between a few days and a week and it sucks i don't like the feeling i don't like being at home not being inspired to go make something i feel frankly i have get get shit done itis <laughs> you know I, I if I if I have three hours one afternoon and I don't spend it here in the cave or doing something useful, I often get really down on myself. So I try and remember 
And I succeed at this sometimes and I fail it at other times, but I try and remember that it's a process and that, you know, these dips are, are part of the process just as much as the highs of being super excited at building my first lightsaber uh, that I designed, which I did last week and still trying to refine its design, but like, that's a super high. Uh, again, you know, there's a wonderful Buddhist phrase, this is what's happening. And it's really about, uh, it's not about accepting the status quo. It's about recognizing about what's happening is happening. I'm not getting mad at the universe because things are like this. Yeah. Or when you create an Iron Man suit, <laughs> I think that was probably one of my <laughs> favorites. Um, and I think people kind of just were waiting for that to happen. It's like, when is he going to do this and do that? And I'm sure you probably get pitched ideas quite regularly like you did during the Mythbuster days, I was talking with Carrie, as I mentioned, and she was just telling me people would pre-internet, pre-social media, uh, pre-Twitter, pre-Instagram, you know, if if that had existed then like it does now, oh, yeah. I mean, it would be insane. Um, as a parent, I, I always want to try and inspire and stoke creativity Again, my son, he's really into Legos now, and we're learning the tactile skills and following instructions. But do you have any advice for parents or individuals who are looking to get them either interested in science or even the creative space or even the silicon uh, that we're talking about here, sort of not forcing them, but making it fun and kind of exciting them about it? Well, to me, the most important thing you can do for a kid to get them interested in science is tell them every time you don't know the answer to something. Yeah. Every single time. I don't know. Let's go find out. Let's go ask somebody. Um, that right there, you know, there's nothing that inhibits the desire to look for information than someone representing that they know it all. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of parents... Or, and teachers think that that's what their authority is based on. I know everything and you don't know anything and I'll pass it on to you. Um, and I was blessed with parents and several science teachers who were unafraid to say, I don't know. And I remember the first time I asked my freshman earth science teacher, why does this happen? Why does it? I think it was like, why does a candle flame make a little audible sound when I flick my finger through it? And he was like, not sure. And I remember being thrilled at coming up with a category he didn't know the answer to. Um, in regards to your question about, about uh, 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 encouraging your kids' creativity, you know, I've, I've only, I can only go off the example of my parents who were very dedicated. And I don't even think it was like a policy they talked about, but they were dedicated to put in front of me that which I was interested in. Got it. And... I have striven to do the same with my kids and they're both accomplished musicians and accomplished cooks. Uh, two things that I don't do. I mean, sorry, I, you know, I, I cook a bit and I like to take it seriously, but my kids are, at a, my adult sons are at a whole different order on that front. Um, and that's part and parcel because really each time they were interested in something. And when it was music, we, we put them in the school of rock, uh, which was became the San Francisco rock project. And they got a tremendous education at collaborating with others and playing music for six or seven years. It was truly, it was magical. Um, you know, a, a lot of parents inhibit their kids at learning something and they don't realize they're doing it, but they're like, now nah, you got that music note wrong or you're singing off key or that's crooked. And they think that they're giving constructive advice, but 
you got to realize when a young kid is starting something for the first time, they're super, super vulnerable. And it's, it's not like, you know, I'm not advocating snowflake participation trophies for every bloody thing. At the same time, children are very delicate and you really, it, it is a, it is a flower you want to grow with the heat of the sun. <laughs> yes, that's so true. And it's interesting, like how much of a sponge they really are. Like even by just osmosis, the things that they pick up, you know, even my son, you know, in a silly sort of way, we're getting ready to go to Denver fan and we got the press passes and he looks at me, he's like, are you famous with your, and I'm like, no, not, not even a little <laughs> bit, but the innocence of it, just yeah. in the fact it's, that's a beautiful answer. A couple more questions here. I know this event coming up again on the 27th and 28th. I know at the San Diego con, you're known for dressing up and walking around and people sort of trying to figure you out. Is this event for you more of an upfront? This is Adam Savage, or do you dress up at this event too and still sort of play the same game? I know people would want to know. <laughs> yeah. I am definitely dressing up at Silicon as to what I'm dressing up in is actually still an open question. Oh, uh, there we go. An official. Yeah, so, I don't know yet. <laughs> I but, love it. but I will say like, I understand that people come and they are, have an expectation. I want to meet that expectation. So uh, you're coming to Silicon. I want, like I'm going to be out front and center for the whole weekend. I'm going to be bouncing around between a million different things, but really the goal is to make sure that everybody who wants a piece gets a piece uh, of the con that they want. You said you went last year and we loved how intimate last year felt, you know, yeah. it was a smaller con because it was post COVID. Uh, and even though we're, enlarging enlarging it this year by a bit it's still way smaller than it was back pre-covid and that's partly because we loved the intimacy i love it absolutely fantastic well this has been a lot of fun i'm excited for people to watch and listen to this but also attend the event um if people want tickets and how to get involved with it uh, well, so, uh, yeah, you can go to siliconsj.com. That is our website. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, I think that is it. <laughs> uh, and, and like you said, it is the Saturday, Sunday, August 27th and 28th. The night before at the San Jose Tech Interactive, we're going to be having a screening uh, of a very special film by an amazing filmmaker. Uh, and I don't think we've announced that yet. So that announcement is coming. Brett, my question for you is, are you going to come to Silicon dressed up? Um, I'm going to do my best. I am going to do my best. <laughs> um, I just, uh, I got to get out of here and get things back in order again. I, I didn't dress up for the one here. Uh, but, uh, I, I want to, I've, I've done comic cons in Albuquerque and things where, you know, they, that thing is caught on there and we dressed up there. Um, I went as Wreck-It Ralph, uh, which was I a lot of fun. Um, but, um, yeah, I think this is a lot of fun. It's been a pure, a pure pleasure chatting with you. Uh, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. My pleasure, but let's do it again soon. Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. A major proportion. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember, we care. <laughs>